Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Currently On podcast. It is Sunday, August the 9th, 2020. It is currently 9.08 a.m. Central Time. Well, here in just a few minutes, I'm going to tell you about a movie that's currently on, a movie that is currently available for streaming via CBS All Access. But before I can tell you about the movie, before I can even mention the movie, I'm going to need you to do something for me. All right. Now, this may be difficult for some of you, but I hope that you will at least give it some effort, that you will at least give it the good old college try or high school try or some kind of try that you will at least try. OK, now I know this could be difficult. So so listen to me carefully. The instructions are, are very simple. This is what I need you to do. I need you to pretend I need you to use your imagination and I need you to imagine that you're sitting on your couch and it's the 1980s. And you're watching your favorite television show. Now, I know for some of you, you were not alive in the 1980s. So that you're really going to have to work hard on this one, okay? So it's the 1980s. You're sitting on your couch. You're watching your favorite television show. And as you're watching your favorite television show, it's time for a commercial break. Now, I know some of you are like, wait, a commercial break? Wait, I, I, I cannot relate. That does not compute. I understand some of you only watch shows via something like Netflix, and so you haven't seen a commercial in a very, very long time. But back in the 1980s, I know it's hard to believe, if you wanted to watch your favorite television show, guess what, guess what was part of the deal? It was kind of like a package deal. You want your favorite TV show, you get the commercial break. And so you just watch the commercials. And there was one commercial that aired over and over and over in the 1980s. Now, they made different versions of it, but it was still basically the same commercial. And in the commercial, there was a phrase that was used. And the phrase, the phrase became so popular that it kind of just entered into popular culture, right? It kind of transcended the commercial, and you would just use it as a joke. It, would, you know, it was used in all kinds of different ways. And so this commercial that was aired in the 1980s it's very critical to this movie we're going to talk about. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to go back to the 1980s. You're sitting on that couch, right? You're sitting on that couch. You're watching your favorite television show, and it's time for a commercial break. And as you're watching, this commercial comes on. Listen carefully and see if you can pick out the phrase that kind of just entered into popular culture. And this phrase, well, has something to do with the movie we're going to be talking about. Are you ready? 1980s, you're watching television, and this commercial comes on. Is that special C in anchor detail? Right, Port of call, Hong Kong. Sir, combat hold skunk The Navy. Over 75% of our jobs give you technical training. Get one. Let go of the anchor. Liberty call now, Liberty call. Speak to your recruiter or call this toll-free number. Navy, it's not just a job, it's an adventure. Did you get the phrase? The Navy, the U.S. Navy, it's not just a job, it's an adventure. Oh, that phrase, that phrase was used so much in so many different ways. I, I don't even remember all the different ways it would be used, but someone like, hey, it's more than a job, it's, it's an adventure. And you would just say it about your job, like whatever job you were doing, hey, 
You know, it's not just a job. It's an adventure. So don't complain. Don't gripe. It's it's not just a job. It's an adventure. And I, I think even had teachers in school who would make some reference to it. Hey, science, it's not just a class. It's an adventure. All kinds of just, you know, sometimes very cheesy ways, but but it would be used over and over and over again. And it became a, a very popular thing. I had a friend uh, that I went to school with. He joined the Navy. I blame that commercial for it. I I did not. I was not moved by that commercial in any way, shape, or form. I joined the Air Force. That's that's where I went. I, I went the opposite direction because I had no desire to be out in the middle of the ocean on a boat for three months, four months, five months, six months, or ever how long they're out there on, on a boat. So I didn't want that adventure. I, I, I didn't want that. So I joined the Air Force uh, because I wanted to aim high. See, she's borrowing from the recruiting. Actually, I didn't know anything about the Air Force. I just needed a job to get out of my situation, and the Air Force provided that. So I wasn't looking for an adventure. I was looking for a job and money for college. That's what I was looking for. So that you probably remember, some of you may remember that commercial. Others of you are like, wait, that was, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, you need to know what I'm talking about because that phrase the U.S. Navy, it's not just a job, it's an adventure. They actually use that very line in the movie I'm going to be telling you about. Well, now, for this movie, we have to go back to the 1980s again. Oh, that makes sense. It's a movie from the 1980s, and they're using a popular phrase in the 1980s. And that popular phrase entered popular culture because of a commercial that was aired on TV show after TV show after TV show. The U.S. Navy, it's not just a job. It's an adventure. And the movie is all about an adventure that happens not on the water, but in the water, below the surface, deep, deep, deep down below the surface. And they're there for a job and they end up with an adventure. What movie am I talking to you about today? Deep Star Six. Deep Star Six, I believe, was released on January the 13th, 1989. Now, for some reason, I don't remember, I, I don't believe I saw the movie in the theater on, Ju- on January the 13th, 1989. I don't, I, I, if I did, I don't remember it. I remember going to the video store and renting Deep Star Six, and I believe I rented it in like 1990, 1991, uh, because uh, part of 1990 was spent in basic training and tech school for the United States Air Force, then getting to my first duty assignment. So um, I think it was after I had my own apartment that, uh, and I had a television and a VCR um, that I rented Deep Star 6. I can almost guarantee, and I probably rented it at the video store in Bellevue, Nebraska. All right, yeah, I'm getting very specific. So it was probably Bellevue, Nebraska, where I watched Deep Star 6 on a VCR tape. Yeah, I'm dating myself. But yes, Deep Star 6... 1989, released 13 January 1989. It was rated R, one hour and 39 minutes, and it's classified as action, horror, or sci-fi. Now, here's the thing. Um, I'm going to give you some basic information about the movie and uh, just a couple of of thoughts and uh, (laughs) a favorite quote from the movie. Uh, The the U.S. Navy is not just a job, it's it's an adventure. That really wasn't my, that line made me laugh. And the only reason it made me laugh is because it reminded me of that commercial that you just heard. But let me, let me try to set this movie up a little bit. Um, Deep Star Six is, 
It's definitely uh, an adventure. It's definitely a lot of fun. You have to kind of view it almost like a B-movie. You need to pop some popcorn. Don't take it too serious. Um, here's a couple of things to consider. When you're watching it, it all, all of it happens underneath the surface of the water, other than the, at the very beginning of the movie, they show the, they show the surface of the water, right? It's like the camera is like right there at the surface, and then the camera begins to submerge. And what's interesting is they show... Uh, some of the the cast of the, in the movie, some of the credits, the credits scroll from the top down, and as the credits go down, the camera uh, submerges deeper and deeper and deeper, and finally, when they're done showing some of the the opening credits, finally, the, it ends with you reaching all the way down to where this underwater station is has been built under the water deep deep down so it's kind of an interesting way they do that the credits are are going from top to bottom and the camera is going deeper and deeper and deeper and then you're underwater now here's a couple of things you have to remind yourself of this was shot obviously in the 1980s even even a high def version of this the underwater scenes don't expect some beautiful underwater scene um that you would see something in ultra high def or 4K. It's kind of murky. It's kind of blurry. At, at times, there's a little bit of a, a, a film grain kind of noise you'll see in it. So that's a little irritating. But here's, well, so I'll say some, some won't find it irritating. Some will like the nostalgia factor of it. But when it's underwater, you're kind of hoping for some of these beautiful shots and nothing is really very beautiful. It's kind of dark and murky at times. Um, and another thing that's interesting about Deep Star 6 is that obviously they don't use CGI. What they use is they use the old-fashioned miniature models. So when they're demonstrating certain things underwater, the station, ships, a lot of times you can tell. I mean, it's obvious they're using miniature models uh, to show some of the action and show some of the things. Now, you're if you're used to the special effects, of 2020, you're going to look at that and kind of go, what is that? But there's something kind of fun about it. Kind of gives you that, man, look at how, look at, look how far special effects have come. So you just have to be prepared for that. The underwater, it's all underwater and the underwater scenes are not good. When they're inside the station, those scenes look pretty nice and sharp. Um, a little, just a minute, uh, you know, a minimal amount of film grain, nothing really bad. Um, I, I was watching it on a 65-inch ultra uh, ultra high-def 4K television. I did not do the, uh, the you know, kind of where you try to make it, you try to, you know, they, they try to take what you're watching and try to make it look like 4K. I don't have that feature on. I have that turned off. So I'm trying to watch it in the most normal way possible. Um, it, it looks really good. I think most of the scenes look really good inside the station. It's just the outside the station scenes where they're actually in the water. It doesn't look great. Um, it's fun movie. Um, there's a lot of suspense uh, built into it, but I, I think you can kind of basically get the idea of what's going to happen. Uh, let me give you a description of the movie at the bottom of the ocean. The Deep Star Six has just discovered a new and deadly alien menace. There you have it. You've got some people. They've got a station. Uh, they got a station at the uh, bottom of the ocean. They have some work they have to do, and they're more worried about progress. That's what. Uh, that's really kind of the theme. 
they're, they're worried about progress. They're not worried about anything else. They're not worried how it in, impacts the environment, how it impacts any other creatures living down there. They want to progress. They move forward with progress. They don't get the progress because it leads to absolute and utter death and destruction and this alien menace as it's referred to in the description of the movie shows up. Um, It borrows from a lot of the underwater type movies that you're probably familiar with. There's a borrowing a little bit from, from Jaws. I mean, Jaws had such a major influence on movies for decades to come. And uh, you'll see a little bit of that thrown in, maybe a little bit of alien thrown in. It's kind of just a hodgepodge of a lot of influences um, it's, it's, it's kind of a fun movie. Um, I mean, it's, it's short, it's fun. It's, it's a popcorn, popcorn movie. If you've never seen Deep Star Six, I would at least say watch it. Um, I can't say that it's an instant classic. There's no real super classic scene. There's nothing that really transcends everything. I mean, even the line, the U.S. Navy, it's not just a job, it's an adventure. I mean, that's even borrowed from popular culture. So they don't, in a sense... Deep Star Six wasn't going to make popular culture. They weren't going to influence popular culture. They were borrowing from things that had already influenced popular culture from uh, previous movies, from uh, from previous statements like that. Um, and then you get this kind of uh, action movie that you're probably, you're, you know, you pretty much know how it's going to end at before it even starts. But if you've never seen it, it's like taking a trip back to the video store in 1989, 1990, 1991, where you may have picked up a copy of Deep Star Six because you were just wanting a fun movie. The only probably, one of the things I think is an interesting choice is one of the female characters, I think she's spoken of as they kind of give her all of her um, accomplishments, like she was the first Navy SEAL, and like they kind of really build her up. But in my estimation, if she's like, they, they, they speak of her being like, First Navy SEAL being all, you know, kind of this this woman who's accomplished so much, strong, powerful, independent, but they don't really let her shine as, you know, the big hero of the story. It's going to be uh, the male who's going to basically be the hero of the story. So I thought that was weird. Why why tell us about all the things this woman has done and then don't let her really shine as the hero, as the protagonist, they don't really let her shine that way. So I thought that was kind of an interesting choice. Um, other than that, the the there's nothing really too grotesque. You have someone who tries to uh, escape to the surface, and uh, well, let's just say that doesn't end in a nice way. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't want I don't want to give too much away. I don't want to give too much away. Here's my favorite line in the whole movie. Here's my favorite line in the whole movie. All right. Because I think it's hilarious. All right. <laughs> Here's my favorite line in the whole movie. Well, at least Snyder will get his name in the Guinness Books Book of Records. I mean, causing two nuclear explosions in one afternoon has to be some sort of record. Right. Now, that may not be funny to you, but it's funny to me, especially when you see the movie. Let me read it again. Well, at least Snyder will get his name in the Guinness Book of Records. I mean, causing two nuclear explosions in one afternoon has to be some sort of record. There's there's a guy in the, there's a character in the movie. Let's just say he's the character that you're going to hate relatively quick. I mean, um, there's probably a couple of characters you're going to be like, man, what's the problem? But this character just... 
I guess he doesn't understand common sense uh, because when he gets his orders, he doesn't ever stop to go, wait, maybe this protocol isn't the best idea. Uh, This is the idea. Hey, just because uh, you have orders and the orders tell you to do, uh, you know, action A, if action A could possibly lead to catastrophic destruction for you and your crew, you may not want to go along with your orders that tell you to do action A. You may want to stop and reconsider and see if there's a different way to accomplish your orders without bringing about destruction upon yourself and your fellow crew members. All right, so let's let's just say that. So this character, he he makes horrible decisions. He's a coward. He's selfish. And uh, well, as stated there, he he could get his name in the uh, you know Guinness Book of Records because well, he set off two nuclear explosions in one afternoon. So uh, that's that's you'll have to see how that all plays out. That's kind of funny. Um, just if you watch Deep Star Six, just go at don't just set aside expectations and just have a little bit of fun with it. Just have a little bit of fun. You're you're gonna you're gonna see a lot of the stereotypical tropes that are in a lot of these kinds of movies. You're you're gonna you're gonna see some of them, and and you're gonna go okay. There's that kind of character. They're always in this kind of movie. There's that kind of character. Okay, you have the romantic interest. You always have that. You 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 always have the you know the person who wants you know progress at any cost, and nothing's going to stop us. I don't care. We're going to do this. I don't care if it kills us all because we have to have progress. You're going to always have the person going. No, I think this is a bad idea, and nobody's going to listen to them. And then you always have the person who is a coward who only cares about themselves. I mean, you see this in in all kinds of movies. Um, Sometimes you wish they would change that up a little bit, but if it works and if it continues to work, people will continue to use it. Set aside your, uh, don't have high expectations. View it as a fun B-movie. Pop some popcorn and watch what happens. At the bottom of the ocean, when people who want progress don't stop to consider what they could unleash and they unleash a a sinister alien menace, a, a, a monster that's going to lead to death and destruction. The conclusion of the movie, the final scene, it feels a little rushed to me. It feels just a little like, it, it, it just feels kind of rushed, like, okay, we, we, we've got us all the way to the end of the movie. All right, we need an end here. We need some dramatic climax for the movie all right, let's do this. And it, and it just really feels rushed. You may think that I'm wrong. It just feels rushed. And uh, yeah, I, I don't like it. And again, it's the man who's, who's going to be the hero, not the woman who I think they spoke of earlier in the movie, if I remember correctly, as being, hey, you know, the first Navy SEAL. She's powerful. She can do all of these things. And then she sets back going, ah, ah. Ah, ah, ah! Well, the man has to take care of the of the big ugly monster. So that's a little. That's a little. It's like well, then don't even mention all of these accomplishments of the female. Don't don't mention that. If you're going to mention that, do something with it in the story. All right, that would be a good idea. Um, and then you can, uh, well, you can you can draw your own conclusions. Deep Star Six. Make sure I give you the right name of the movie. Uh, I did watch it uh, the other night. On uh, CBS All Access, yeah, Deep Star Six. Again, it was released January 13th, 1989. It is currently streaming on CBS All Access. I did not look to see what other streaming services that uh, currently has the movie um, on CBS All Access. Um, there's no, no commercials. Maybe, maybe there's commercials on a lower tier. I don't know. 
whatever tier it is that has no commercials, that's the tier I pay for. The movie has no commercials. About an hour and 30, how many? Hour and 39 minutes, I think I said. Yeah, an hour and 39 minutes. Uh, rated R, has language. There's no nudity um, or anything uh, of uh, like that. Nothing demonstrated. There's some uh, obviously indications people are romantically involved, but nothing graphic or anything like that. Uh, drop a, a couple of F-bombs, uh, probably a number of F-bombs, uh, which is pretty common in an R-rated movie. The 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 killings that take place, the the of, of you know people being killed, none of them are really crazy, explicit, or grotesque. Uh, I mean, they're they're blunt, and you know what happens. But uh, it's uh, it's kind of a fun movie, and if you're looking for something to do, I would I definitely recommend it. If you don't have CBS All Access, I think they have a trial, a free trial. You can sign up for it and at least watch Deep Deep Star Six. It's obviously listed in the movie section. There's a number of movies they've added to CBS All Access, far more than they had a, a while ago. Um, a lot of, you know, some of the movies are maybe a little off. I mean, that's the thing. Um, you like your uh, your streaming services to offer a wide a range of movies, not just things that everyone knows, but you want to, you know, you want to dig in a little deeper as well to maybe things you haven't seen. If you just watch what you know, you're, you're wasting your money. Dig in and try new things. So Deep Star Six, I watched it. Um, I popped some popcorn. I had fun. I'd seen it before. It'd been a long, long time, but it didn't take long to know how the story was going to go. But I just sat back and watched it all take place. And uh, you can draw your own conclusions. So there you have it. Deep Star Six, currently on, currently streaming, released January 13th, 1989. So take a trip back to the video store Rent. You can. You don't even have to drive there, but you can pretend that you're going and renting it. And this is the movie you decided to watch. Uh, trust me, when you go all the way to the video store and you rent it and you bring it home, you're going to try to make the most of it because you you just paid money and you went and got it and you got to go take it back. It you you're going to always try to make the best of it. When you're just sitting at home streaming, maybe you can be a little bit more critical. Just just try to have a good time. I think it'll be a little bit of fun. All right, there you have it. Everyone have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Currently On podcast. As I say at the end of every single episode, life is short. Get out there and enjoy it. Go watch Deep Star 6 now, currently on CBS All Access. 